you deserve to live life with confidence. We're your hosts, Brooke Brewer and Danny Mullen here from Raw Fitness. Confidently Flawed is a podcast dedicated to bringing you the secret sauce and helping you look good and feel even better. What's holding you back from being the most confident you? Hey guys, let's talk about ads. We've been approached a lot recently to run ads for these podcasts, and we really could if we wanted to, but we really don't want to. We just want to get you what you need and get you on with your, with your day. With that said, podcasts generally grow by word of mouth. So if you know anyone that could use or benefit from listening to the show that would really improve their life, improve their health as a result of listening to it, it would be awesome. If you could just message this to them or share this episode on your social media, it would mean the world to me. We love you guys. We love doing this for you. You guys are the best. Now let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Confidently Flawed. Your host, Brooke and Danny, back with another episode to give you the secret sauce of living a happy and healthy life. This week, we want to talk about injuries. With the new year, we know that so many people are getting back into the gym, they're getting back into their diet programs or whatever that may be to accomplish their new year's goals. And unfortunately with that, we find that it's a very predominant time for injury. It's very common for people to get injured during this time. And I think there's a lot of factors to that. I think there's a lot of factors that can relate to why you're getting injuries. And that might be some things that might be obvious and things that might not be so obvious. So we want to spend some time in this episode to just share some tips and tricks to how to prevent injuries. Now, I will say, and I want to make a disclosure, we are not doctors. We are not orthopedic doctors. We are not chiropractors. We are just two individuals who think it's super important to talk about health. Obviously, Danny is an expert in his field with, you know, training and coaching and fitness, but so we are not medical doctors when it comes to injuries. So if you are experiencing any sort of injuries, we absolutely do recommend going to see a doctor. I wanted to make that disclaimer, but you know, when we talk about injuries, there are ways to prevent injuries. Now we can't guarantee anything because we don't know what your body's like. We don't know what your, you know, your hips are like, your knees are like, we don't know, you know, what your genetics might be. So while yes, some of these might be tips, they aren't absolute guaranteed guidelines. If you do these things, you're not going to get injured, but we do think it's important to share some of these tips. So you are conscious, you are aware And you know what to look out for when it comes to preventing injury. So Danny, I know you see it a lot in the gym, um, just with, with conversations with members and injuries, and I'm sure you do see a lot of injuries at the gym. So, so talk to me about some, some tips that you have for preventing injuries. Awesome guys. So I know a lot of you guys are ramping it up, right? Like we all probably have some level of fitness goals for the, the, the new year, right? So the problem that we run into is when we ramp it up and we ramp up too quickly or we don't do it in the right way, we're very susceptible to getting injured, right? And you obviously can't hit your New Year's resolution fitness goals if you're hurt, if you are, you know, if you're laid up for a while. So what we want to do here is just give you some simple tips as you're ramping it up like this. And say, like, what are some things that I can do in order to make sure that I do it in the right way? And the first thing that I want to say is, yes, I know you want these results and I know you want them quickly. But 
make sure you do it in the right way, right? And don't get too gung-ho where you're, you are going to hurt yourself. So my first recommendation or tip, if you will, is to start at a low level with modifications, right? So if you've never done a heavy squat before in your life, or it's been years, don't walk into the gym and grab 40 pounds and start squatting. Like start body weight or start with a modified version to do bridges, like where you're laying on your back and you raise your hips up. Like don't go crazy. And yes, I know, will it move the needle slower? Probably, but what's more likely three months from now, six months from now, you're down 20 pounds feeling amazing and you have no injuries to deal with, or you do it for three weeks, you get laid up for two months and you probably likely don't get back to it. And that six months down the road, now you're gained five pounds and you have an injury to deal with, right? Like which one would you prefer to have, right? So take it a little bit slower, modify, do what you're able to do. And just every week, every two weeks, try to progress from there, right? So maybe you go in, instead of squatting with 40 pounds, you start with a bridge, right? Where you're just on your back, raising down and up, very unlikely to get hurt, right? Then maybe you add a weight to that, to your hips. Okay. And maybe after a couple of weeks, maybe you go heavier with the weight. Okay. Then you start standing up and like, all right, I'm going to do body weight squats, right? You do that for a little bit. Now you go more reps with the body weight squats. Maybe you're doing 10. Now you're doing 20 and then start to add the weight or the intensity of it by doing there and start light and then build from there and then build from there and then build from there, right? Like that's the most simplistic way that you can help avoid injuries. And we talked a lot about this last episode, but like Hire a professional, get a personal trainer, right? Do a, a group led session ran by a good quality coach that can assess to make sure you're doing things correctly is going around, helping you make adjustments, different things there, helping you modify, but also still challenging you, right? It'll speed up the process to make sure you're doing it right. Still get the results that you want, probably done quicker than if you did it on your own. And, and you know you're going to get the good quality workout that you need. So modify first, start slow, leave the ego at the door when you walk in, right? From there, I would say my next tip is to, or why don't, Brooke, why don't I go to you? Do you have any, like, a, a number one tip that you would get for people starting off before I dive into yeah. other ones? I think, um, you know, I have two major tips. So I'll share one of them and then I'll, we'll just kind of go back and forth. But um, it almost piggybacks off of your saying that you say, and you say it all the time. And I love it is leave your ego at the door. I, 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 you know, one of my favorite fitness instructors always says no ego amigo, like ego, I think is, you know, it's kind of on the line of like comparison as a thief of joy, like comparison to other people and, and your ego is, is can really it truly hurt you. And I, I think that it's so important, especially, you know, if you're at a gym setting or you're, you're looking around at social media influencers doing certain things like you are not them. You are not them. If you follow this, you know, the, whoever it may be, this like booty influencer doing all these booty exercises to grow your booty. And I'm only saying that because you guys know me, I always want to grow my booty. So I have all the booty influencers on my page. But if you go and look at them and see what they're doing, you might try to do all these things and you're not them. Like you might, like I have really, really, really bad hips. Like really bad hips. If I sit there doing all these different exercises that all these influencers are doing or whatever that may be, like I'm going to get hurt because I have to do certain things and have certain modifications because of my hips. I've literally 
broken them and had surgery, like they've been, they're not healthy. And so it's just important because if you look around and you might look at someone at the gym who might be your same age, who might be your same size, and you're like, oh, they just back squatted 150 pounds. That's no problem. And you go over there and you do it like you can get hurt. So look internally. If something feels heavy, if something just doesn't feel right, who cares? There's modifications for everything. And that is why it is so important to be working with a professional, especially when it comes to injuries, because they can give you modifications, quite frankly, that are going to give you a better workout. Sometimes heavier isn't better. Sometimes lighter is better, especially when you are working up that strength. So when we talk about fitness, like look at yourself put your blinders on. Like, yes, you can say hi to people at the gym. You can be social, but like when it comes to your workout, your workout is your workout because there is not a single person in that gym who has the same exact body type as you, who has the same exact health history as you, quite frankly, who's eating the same as you. And that's my other point, but we'll maybe talk about that after is how your diet can affect your injuries. So I think that it is so important to make sure that you live in your own little bubble Whatever that may be, whether it's at the gym, whether it's at home, whether it's when you're going for a run at whatever that may be, like you are you, and that's what you need to focus on when it comes to injury. Yeah, good call, Brooke. I like that. Uh, you know, what do they what do they say? Like comparison is the thief of all joy, you know, like it's the same kind of concept, you know, like there's no need to compare, leave the ego at the door. You're there for you, you're in a completely different situation than that than anybody else. Luckily, I don't have all the booty influencers on my social media like you, but um, I can definitely understand the concept of it. So um, so my second thing is you got to do strength training, right? And one of the best ways to prevent injuries is if you listen to the first two things that Brooke and I mentioned, you start slow and modify and you don't compare yourself or try to do what everyone else is doing. You do what you need to be doing. If you do strength training to start, that will build up your stabilizer muscles, which will help stabilize your posture. That will help your build the muscles so you're a little bit stronger so you can take on more, right? Like doing resistance and strength training should be the number one thing that you do when you're getting started. And it will help you prevent injuries, right? Because you're going to do it in the right way. Caveat to that is, you know, kind of, I'm, I'm kind of cheating the system a little bit, Brooke. I'm going to give kind of another tip is, when you're doing the strength training, you got to have a balanced training system. That's, again, why it goes back to having a professional help you. Because if you're just going in and you're always doing the same type of movement patterns or the same muscle groups or using the same joints, you are going to hurt yourself, right? You see a lot of people go in and they do all the beach muscles, right? Or what I call the beach muscles. It's your chest and your shoulders and your biceps and your, your front part of your legs and your abs, they forget there's a backside to the body and they don't train it, right? So it becomes weak and underdeveloped. And that is where you get dysfunctions in the joints because one side of the joint is much stronger than the other side of the joint. So you're very susceptible to poor posture and injury. So you got to have a good balanced training. Make sure you're hitting opposing muscle groups, right? If you're going to hit your chest, make sure you hit your back, right? If you're going to do pushing movements, make sure you do pulling movements. If you're doing squatting and lunging movements, make sure you're doing hinging or hip dominant movements, right? Like you got to have that balanced training system or else you are going to hurt yourself, right? So that would be my next thing is like doing strength training, but do it in a balanced way where you're doing both sides of the joints, but also you're training your weaknesses, right? If you tend to be stronger in the anterior part of your body, like pushing, Make sure you're training at as much, if not more, the opposing, like a pulling. 
again, that's a lot and can get complicated. That's where a professional can speed up this process for you. So that, that would be my number two tip is do strength training in the right way where you're training your weaknesses and just getting good balance in your training and not just always doing the same things for the same amount of time, for the same amount of reps, the same type of movements, all that stuff. Love it. Love it. My only other tip on this one, it's nothing to do with the actual movements in itself. It's actually how you're nourishing your body. People can get very, very, very hurt if they aren't fueling their body the right way. If you are not eating protein, if you are not eating the right foods, and then you're going to go do all the strength training, like your body is not fueled up enough to do this. And I want to ask you guys a true question. And women, this might really resonate with you. How many times have you gone to the gym and you just like aren't fueled right and you're tired and you just like really are not wanting to be there and you do a workout and you're like, oh, I quite frankly, for lack of better terms, half-assed that workout because you were tired. Well, guess what happens when you half-ass things? You get hurt. You get hurt. I can even just say from experience with with like my concussions, for example, if, if you're not familiar, I used to be a professional snowboarder and I actually had to quit my sport because of concussions. And one thing that I have learned with myself is the second I get tired on the snowboard hill, very, very thankfully, I'm still able to snowboard. But when I am snowboarding on the mountain, the second I get tired, I go in the second. And my parents know that like my dad always used to be the one be like, tough it out. You bought a pass, like stay all day. He knows now he, I mean, there's days I could go out there for an hour and I'll get tired and I'll feel blah. And I'll be like, Nope, I got to go in. Like I truly could really, 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 really get hurt if I get another concussion. And so I know my body and I know that I wasn't fueled properly or I was tired or I pushed myself too hard. It's time to be done. And so I think that's important to say is you need to feel yourself properly. If you aren't eating enough protein or if you are eating too much sugar or you're eating too much inflammatory foods or you went out and, you know, drank your face off the night before and then you're going to try to go to the gym and do a heavy workout like your body isn't properly fueled. And that is so important when it comes to injuries, because when your body isn't properly fueled, you might sit there and be like, well, last week I back squatted 140 pounds. So of course, 140 pounds is fine this week, but you might be sleep deprived. You might have had a crappy you know, breakfast. You might not have even eaten breakfast. And then you go off and do that. And it could be really, really damaging. So fuel, energy levels, all of that is important. And here's my tip for that. If you do feel deplenished or um, depleted, don't feel like you have to give up. Don't feel like you can't go to the gym. Like just modify or do body weight or just take it easy. You don't have to say no to things, but just be aware. Yeah, Brooke, I like that. I don't know why I didn't even think about that one. That's such a logical one of like when you're fatigued, when you're overly done, overly tired, your nervous system is stressed, you're very susceptible to get sloppy, to do the things that you shouldn't do, right? And that's that's a lot of times when when those injuries occur. So I, I really like that. And that was a good one. Um, my last one would be for majority of people listening, cut out running. Not, not that running is bad per se, and not that cardio is bad. However, most people have way too many dysfunctions in their body of their joints that running just exemplifies all of those and, and really brings out the, a lot of those negatives that they're going to deal with. So we we do an assessment here called the FMS, and what like 
pretty much out of seven of the tests, five of them, if you fail, you shouldn't do any running, right? Pretty much everybody fails probably at least one of those five, right? When they first come in. So um, they shouldn't be doing any running, but everybody still does, right? So not everybody, but a lot of people still do, I should say. Running should be one of the number one things you should cut out until you absolutely know that your functional movement patterns are where they need to be. So kind of quick recap of mine is modify, leave the ego at the door, right? Like we have something here at raw, we call the two tier system. So every exercise that we do has two tiers. One is the main lift. The other is like a, a regressed kind of version of it. If you have injuries or things like that, or you're just starting off, we recommend doing this, right? Working your way up to tier one. Um, doing strength training in the best way where you're hitting your weaknesses, you're getting balance in your training. And the last one is if you're not sure you, you've had injuries in the past, things like that probably shouldn't be running because it's just going to bring out a lot of those dysfunctions that you have. Love it. Love it. I want to just really quickly share, I think something that's super important to think about, because we've talked about it a lot on the show was like how our ancestors were and how we were meant to move. And like looking back, you didn't really see much of our ancestors running. Why? What were they doing? Because they were out in the fields farming. They were lifting heavy things because they are they had to do everything by hand. There wasn't all these machineries to do the farming, do the seeding, do the pulling, do all of that. Like they were using their strength. They were walking a lot. They were absolutely walking a lot, but they weren't going for runs because by the end of the day, like you were tired. Now, yes, we are able to run in the case of emergencies for like the fight or flight mode. Absolutely. But we actually weren't really designed to be these big, long runners. So just thinking about it like that, like our ancestors, like we were designed and what our ancestors really, really prominently focused on was the strength training in the sense. And not that they were going to the gym lifting, it's because they were in the fields, farming, lifting, having things, doing all the manual labor, which was strength. So something to just take note of when thinking about injuries and what our bodies were designed to do. So Thanks guys so much for tuning in this week to another episode of Confidently Flawed. If you got value from this episode, like we always ask week after week, after week if you could share this, if you could give us a rating and review, whether you listen to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to us from, if you haven't yet given us a review and a rating, it takes 30 seconds. We appreciate it more than you know, because that's what helps us get this podcast out to people that need to hear it. So thanks again for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another episode of Confidently Flawed. Thank you.